uh, few years ago if even 4 5 years ago if you had been searching if you are a, a person a lady who is a plus size person and if you had been searching for clothes which is basically stylish and makes you look good and makes you feel confident you had very few choices and even the ones that were available in the market were from uh, foreign brands and they didn't fit you properly they didn't uh, they had lots of issues lots of problems but there was a kind of revolution with pandemic that happened in uh, indian uh, fashion industry so to speak and lots of brand came out which uh, Uh, started portraying body positivity at the forefront of it and they started uh, showcasing a lot of uh, this thing and the one of the first brands that i came across is a brand called the curve story and today we are going to talk to the founder of curve story akanksha savnal akanksha welcome to the podcast believe in yourself thank you so much for having me rohini i'm uh, really glad that we're able to make this happen Yeah, I'm also really glad that you are here. Uh, let me just give you give a brief introduction uh, into what you do, and then we'll move ahead from there. Sure. Akanksha is the founder of Curve Story. She's a celebrity stylist with a unique vision, basically to make fashion accessible, inclusive, and intersectional. She started her styling journey when she was just 18 years old, and has worked with Bollywood fashion icons such as Ranveer Singh, Priyanka Chopra, Aishman Khurana, and others. Her brand, a curve story. Akanksha is on a mission to dismantle the ideal body type narrative and marginalizes people in bodies that deviate from unrealistic standards set by the society. Akanksha is an advocate for all things natural, being comfortable in your own skin, body positivity, and inclusivity. That is a wonderful, wonderful bio and a wonderful mission to have, Akanksha. Uh, Thank you. It, I feel like it's a very long journey, but we've been yes, on it. Yes, of course years. it is, and it's been it's been rewarding so far. So I'm really excited to see what what's uh, there to come. Yeah, I'm I'm also very excited. I see your collections, and uh, uh, in fact, I'm wearing your collection today. Just uh, you know, I wanted to get the feel of your brand and uh, to know how it feels. and i'm wearing one of your collections today and to anybody who is listening if you want to see pictures go to go on instagram uh, <laughs> at rohini baby so you'll get the full feel of what i'm wearing today so uh, yeah and it feels uh, see the first thing i felt after uh, trying on your clothes was it felt like a second skin hmm. i felt Thank like you. completely myself that is the feeling that you know especially people who are like who look like me who are uh, on the plus size don't get to feel more more often than not more often than not we are wearing wearing ill-fitted clothes we are wearing things that are very uncomfortable right just so to but this was seriously very very good i just Thank wanted you. to tell you that But i just wanted to experience good. your clothes so i wanted to wear it uh, for today <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad that you know you did end up wearing it, and I'm I'm even happier that you know it's making you feel good because that was the whole idea when we started the brand. That wasn't just clothes; it's about how people feel wearing them. Because I think this whole feel good customer experience is something that Indian brands don't usually focus as much on. I also want to tell our listeners that I, with my card, I got a handwritten note from Ak- uh, Akanksha saying. Uh, we hope you enjoy wearing this outfit as much as we loved making it for you and that put a cherry on the definitely the cake of what is this outfit is 
ियलीस उटू So, how did a transformation from Bollywood to body positivity, which seems like the polar opposite of each other, come come to happen? Ah, uh, so actually, the journey has been very interesting. Mm-hmm. I started my career with a diploma in a fashion college here in Bombay by the name mm-hmm. of SNDP. Mm-hmm. I finished my diploma. I did that diploma more with the idea. I was always clear I wanted to do fashion ever since I was in school. So mm-hmm. I think around the age of eleven, twelve, I was very sure that fashion is what I'd like to build a career in. And uh, I was just confused about what like substream was I supposed to you know fit into at that mm-hmm. time. So uh, I did the course more with the idea that okay, let me try a little bit of design, a little bit of styling, a little bit of forecasting, and let me see what you know I actually vibe with. and when i was at the end of this course i happened to meet like a mentor who kind of guided me and said you know uh instead of working with a designer why don't you consider working with a stylist because you get like first hand experience with celebrities you make the right you're in the right network and you know you can actually learn a lot and i'm so glad that you know that mentor actually gave me this piece of advice because mm-hmm. was just about 18 then and i had no idea about like you know the styling world i i was just like i was doing a business degree with this fashion diploma i came out and i was like okay fine you know like my idea in life was i want to like make it by the time i'm 30 so i was like, i'm going to start now i don't want to do this later so uh, so i went and i interned with a stylist uh, mm-hmm. who uh, natasha gorov like i'm very grateful for everything i learned from her as well in terms of like work ethic or mm-hmm. the actual craft or focusing on understanding the personality of your client etc so while i was with her i i was kind of i think i assisted her for a little over two and a half years okay. and uh, we we got to do like i think i've been really blessed to be able to work with the best kind of celebrities in film in music in tv and uh, we got I got to work on very vast range of product projects, you know. So we were doing like personal styling. We were doing styling for editorials, like magazines, oh. red carpets. We were styling people for movie promotions. So you were practically like you know living the life of a stylist with a celebrity the whole time. Mm-hmm. And obviously, that job usually entails like a lot of sourcing, right? You're from store to store. You're going to pick up the right options for your client. Mm. So this was when actually I started kind of noticing that there is this gap that is unmet when it comes to creating. And my idea never was to only build a brand that was for curvy bodies. Yeah, I know I understand. No, so my, I noticed that there was no brand that was doing justice to all bodies. True. Whenever I saw clothing for you know what people call plus size, the clothes mm. were always the farthest from a changing room. 
they were clothes that were uh, made out of it looked like they were clothes made out of excess fabric there was no effort yes yes it looked design. like it looked like nobody wanted to make these clothes but then they didn't put any right. thought to it that's ah. exactly why what i started the, the this thing with exactly yeah. it's like you know, i have to so i what and i saw a lot of people around me like in my personal circles also struggle with this you know Mm-hmm. and i thought that even before i started styling like i remember there was a brand here in bombay that i used to go with my family to shop mm-hmm. they used to shop and even then they used to take me along saying you know you know exactly what no. we like to so come help us choose mm-hmm. and i remember being in school and i always used to wonder why is it that they are they can only shop from like these two stores when i can shop from wherever you can shop from and everywhere. it's not and it's not a size thing right it's the fact mm-hmm. that the brand on the other side is not being as considerate yes so um that is so that's a vacuum that i noticed when i was styling mm-hmm. and initially to be fair like i started styling in 2010 mm-hmm. so in 2010 um i felt like okay you the whole wave of high street brands which were abroad was coming in like the zaras and the marks and spencers had started coming to india so mm-hmm. i felt okay maybe india is a little behind on where it should be on this race of mm-hmm. uh, uh, body positivity and i felt yeah. like okay maybe it'll change in a in a few years mm-hmm. so first i assisted the stylist then i went and started my own styling company i had a business partner then we did that for okay. about five years mm-hmm. and in this whole process i realized that gap just kept widening even if these brands came they literally came with six products that worked for curvy bodies and mm. there was no complaints about and the whole fact that there is another side of the spectrum which are mm. people who are very skinny, very thin very skinny true true who are true. also struggling they have to mm. shop from kids sections and why should they have to do that true. so uh, that gap just yeah, this is a this is a myth that you know body body image issues affect only the people who oh, are on the plus no. side that's a myth no, 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 i no. have uh in fact i want to tell you here that i deal with a lot of clients who come to me for body image issues i'm a trained image consultant uh where i work with them on the external and on the you know mm-hmm. on their mindset transformation as right. well so uh it is a myth that uh, especially in your teenage years a lot of girls have body image issues especially yeah. doesn't matter how they look doesn't right. matter what the, it is the external validation that they crave and they don't get which sadly creates. you know media and advertising has played a very big role very in big of, role very very big it role. was the reason that when i decided i went so there was a point in 2016 i think where mm-hmm. i was styling but it was not creatively stimulating anymore it was not fun mm-hmm. there were too many actors too many stylists and like you know somehow it was just not working out mm-hmm. so that when i started contemplating what my next step would be and then that's when you know it's literally like lightning struck and i was like you know what like this <laughs> and honestly when i started right my idea was very simple i wanted to make like clothing of the rack available for all bodies all bodies started working on this i had a branding agency they were working with me on content everything was great mm-hmm. the point when covid hit because we were only live for what eight nine months before mm-hmm. covid hit and mm-hmm. like any other business the first one year you're just getting used to the fact that you you know you're still oiling the engine and it was one of those things so in covid i had to drop my branding agency because my company's bootstrapped i was like dude like i can't afford you guys i need a break <laughs> and as nice as they were like the it was honestly one of the best things that happened uh, to us as a brand 
because that was the time we took branding and communication in house which means i started speaking to people now i had no background in marketing i trained myself in covid mm-hmm. there was there was a lot of few like free hours people were on their phones so much we were really able to tap into our audience and the niche well and we decided that you know that's when i realized honestly that i always knew right like because you style you also style i was also styling non celebrities so mm-hmm. you do realize people have body image issues that's how they kind mm-hmm. of think and everybody struggles with it right i also don't have a good day every day like my skin of is breaking in my head i'm already like oh i may not be looking the best and that's <laughs> but mm-hmm. you don't need to come from a place of hate you just need to know that okay tomorrow can be better no what happens with body image issues is uh, when you st- uh, when you start struggling with it from a very young age it kind so of ingrains yes it kind yes. of gets ingrained and it starts affecting all other areas of your life as yes. well not just uh, wherever you go you are not confident to put forth your thoughts put forth your ideas now yes, you now what you will allow in your life will all be according to that standard according to that standard so body image issues actually plays a very big part in uh, basically believing in what you want to yeah. do believing in yourself and putting out what you want to do to the world yeah. it no, plays a huge role you know we had done a like i remember doing a part of, of research when we mm. were building the brand mm. where you know a, a, like an average human consumes about 2000 ads a day okay now this can mm. be what on your social media platforms actual holdings newspapers magazines whatever mm. it it's an astounding 1960 ads out of 2000 that makes mm. you feel not enough you are not good enough because see, uh, marketing started marketing started that way right the concept yeah. of marketing started that way that they can they only sell on your, you they, they on can only business. sell you things if they make you feel inadequate exactly. otherwise if you if you are content within yourself why would you buy exactly so and marketing concept that playing on your mind all the time yes that has played on our minds from generations not just yes. you know right now it has played on our minds from generations so there are a lot of generational trauma which gets transferred plus it's getting worse it's getting worse it's definitely especially with social media now people are uh, uh, today's kids are not only looking at you know uh, somebody in, in a magazine or somebody in a movie they are looking at every single Uh, instagram uh, influencer mm-hmm. and looking at and comparing it to themselves i you know i was talking to one girl about this body image issues she is saying you know what my nose is crooked i'm like what are you saying i can see it is very cute and nice little i mean she is a teenager of course their facial features are very you know still very young it's and change, yeah. uh, it's going to get changed your nose is still no 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 i saw on instagram so many people have this sharp nose i mean that to that the smaller level people are analyzing their eyebrows and comparing it to yeah it's celebrities analyzing their nose you know that smaller level it has gone uh, ingrained right now this so, is this is exactly why there is a need for one influencers because they are in a position of influence that they promote that they may look a certain way true. but that mean that it needs to be duplicated first of all mm-hmm. like every is nice the way they are you don't need yes, to get yes. work done to so, fit in or like stand out or do any of this and secondly like to also inculcate this habit of training re- unlearning and relearning right unlearn that yes. that you are enough you have to mm. do it a thousand times every day 
every and, day. And obviously, you still have bad days. Like everybody, you does. have to remind yourself. Basically, what we call this self-talk, where you are talking right. to yourself. See, more yeah. than anybody, we actually talk with ourselves in our minds. Absolutely. So, in this case, you have to keep reminding yourself that yeah. yes, I am enough. I am fine. I'm doing great. I can do a lot of things. I don't have to get tied up, tied down by these things. And you know, all these another thing that I feel like is a very big problem is when everybody's chasing timelines, right? Like mm-hmm. you have your own timeline. There is no need for you to get married because your best friend's getting married. There is no need for you no. to do a certain degree because everybody is doing it. You don't need to put up pictures and selfies on Instagram if that's not your personality. It's just fine to be who you are be who you are absolutely like you and if they don't maybe they're not the right people you don't need to try to you know change who you are to fit in so that's you know there is one more big uh, side effect of body image issues is people put their lives on hold i will i will go on a vacation when i reach this many kgs i will go i will get married when i can uh, fit into this dress that is the you know worst i've seen like uh, you literally you are uh, wasting the life that you have in today you are not living your life you are yeah. just putting it on hold and trying to get to a tomorrow which may or may or may not happen yeah so coming back to you know this journey like i mm-hmm. feel like when i was growing up i was a very average teenager who also struggled with the same stuff right mm-hmm. so i oh my legs could be thinner my skin could be clearer it should be this way like why is mm-hmm. it and uh you're around celebrities which only makes it worse because you Ooh. don't realize mm. till you're in it deep deep enough that they have an entire entourage that is working 24 7 that so they look this way you yes. don't realize they have hair and makeup happening all the time when you're working with people this closely you also see them without makeup people yes. who have left people who mm-hmm. are in their own space mm-hmm. in fact the level of insecurity is probably higher there than anywhere else mm. and that's realize everybody is dealing with it on some level mm. why don't we just start to show the raw like reality of it so for me I think uh, a lot of my entire journey of self-love came from building a curve story it, it because I understood when I was communicating with my customers that mm. you know clothing, clothing is one part of what we are doing True. if you don't change what's happening here yeah. you buy from anywhere else exactly but you know what it is interdependent once you wear clothes like this and you know you're looking great this changes yes this automatic that's that's how i also work like you know i work both uh, internal and external transformation in case of body image uh, issues i teach people how to you know dress well how to basically dress for their own bodies whatever they have And all those things. So it is definitely interdependent. One thing I want to go back to in your yeah. journey is, uh, as usual, you said as a teenager, you also had self-doubts. But then yeah. what gave you strength to get into fashion industry at such a young age? Uh, I actually, uh, I don't know. I mean, going back to school days, we used to have summer holidays, right? Where you had like two, two and a half months off. Mm. And. I remember there was a TV show that was made, which was a copy of uh, an English show, mm. which showed like how a fashion house kind of functions. Like they were showing okay. the. Uh-huh. I mean, it's a Hindi serial, so obviously there was like a lot of melodrama and love triangles <laughs> and all that crap. Uh-huh. But you know, like I actually saw how that worked, and I I think my first influence of fashion comes from the women in my own family. So okay. we had 
culture of like sari guys like from calcutta and you know a different parts of the world coming to us with their sarees in these portlies mm-hmm. and it was like a ritual once in a few months this guy would come and like you know my aunts my grandmom my mom they would all sit and like choose so i remember okay. like, the feel and texture and you know seeing so many fabrics it was always exciting and i always like i remember even as a child i was very uh, enthusiastic about how i look how i dress like at that time it, it used to be what was trends and today i'm more like okay this is my style so i'll follow what is <laughs> to mm. me but uh, i think it kind of came from there my family like i think has a very big role some people in my family now have a very big role <laughs> playing there okay. and i think also like i really liked the working of a fashion house but like i said when i started on this journey i realized it's a deeper journey that's why today as a brand we are one of those rare brands that don't just focus on product product sale bottom line yeah. but also somebody who hold we hold conversations that matter we want to build a safe place where people feel understood because i feel like that goes a much longer way because now like you're wearing our clothes today mm. it's not like you will come back to us only for the clothes tomorrow you yes. come back experience true. so that something true. that is very uh, you know important in how we woven this in our entire story as a brand that's what that experience is what uh, makes you different right that yes. experience of you know just buying and uh, going to a market a supermarket or going to a mall and buying things every, everybody can do but this but, experience personal experience is something that uh, makes a very different uh, this thing yeah Uh, so anybody who is watching today what would you uh, who is probably a teenager and going through all these struggles what would you tell them what would be your advice i would just tell them i just turned 30 so i was there <laughs> not so far not so far i mean not so long ago long ago <laughs> uh, so everything you're going through is normal mm-hmm. it's happening to people around you If it's something that is bothering you to an extent that it comes in the way of how you function, mm. then ah uh, please please get professional help because ah uh, like we go to a doctor for a scratch or a fever or something else. Mental health is equally important equally and important. it's been sidelined. True. So it's very important to get the help. But if it's mm. something that you're going through, like which are basic teenage issues that happen in college and school, know that you will tide over it. You will come out stronger and you will figure out who you are in this world. I think there's so much pressure that's put on like school and college years to have it figured out. The truth is nobody knows what they're doing. Most <laughs> people are making, you know, the soul. Everyone has this facade of oh, no, but you know, social media has made it so difficult for people that you know yeah. you see everybody so confident, so but put together and so yes, losing. yes, nobody but shows you that part. you're only and only seeing the wins of people True. so know that what you're seeing can be aspirational but nobody has it that perfect in life anyway mm-hmm. so uh, be slow i mean give yourself time it's okay to slow down like i feel like i would say this to my past self too like i mm-hmm. was hiding like a mad person <laughs> from the age of 18 and sometimes mm-hmm. i feel like i should have just like I mean, I love that I started early, so I have a lot of like. No, it is uh, it is time. really commendable because not many people are very clear on what they want at that particular age. That being said, it's okay to also slow down and not yes. have to yes, of course, like, of course. So you know, it, it's not like even though I started early, it's not like I had everything figured out. Mm. Like I had this whole phase before I actually started working on my brand where I was so unclear about what to do. All mm. I did for for six months, I was watching shows. 
and I okay. didn't even realize maybe I was undergoing something because I had never felt this lost before mm. because I'm mm. always this person who's been clear-headed who knows where it's going so you know everybody struggles uh, in their own way but I think all you need is a little patience like it comes around yeah but you at certain points you also need some sort of external push as well what was that for you sorry uh, at certain points you also need some sort of external push to you know come yes. out of that uh, yeah. this thing and start uh, getting things uh, in the motion so what so, was that for me honestly that has always been uh, my family because uh, we are a very close so i am a i am a kumkni and uh, we come from the south oh, so now okay. so <laughs> so for us uh, even though like we live as like my family as one unit my cousins as another we're like a very uh, very very uh, you know close family close knit family so we have this tendency where we'll always like you know have like discussions and like hash out details and be like okay like you know you always have like these two three four people you're close with who with whom you'll always come up and open up about mm-hmm. things so i think for me like my cousins and my family plays a very important role with all of that because um uh, you know we were all kind of figuring our way out and in my family like i happen to be one of the youngest like my brother and i are the youngest so you know there are people who come from experience and then they'll share things that they did that they feel like you know could have been different and i think that was uh, very helpful and mm-hmm. i used to have schedule so with a cousin of mine strangely we've always done this since my college or school days mm-hmm. regardless whether we were going to build something right we would have this one idea and we would go down that road thinking like it's happened mm-hmm. now let's like what does the business model look like how would we execute it if this was to go to market like how would you push it and this idea turns out was something we had discussed four years before i actually set it in motion oh wow <laughs> so the time that i was struggling figuring out where my place is in this world like i that kind of came to me that okay wait i've spoken about this before why don't i actually do this because <laughs> i have inside i have people and i have enough knowledge now that i can get my surveys get my data to be sure that what i'm saying is possible you know so uh so yeah so that is where like you know a lot of my motivation came from uh also my friends like because they've always been very supportive they we all are in very very different journeys like mm. i'm only entrepreneur in my entire friend circle of friends oh, and okay. i'm pretty social so i have friends who are in super corporate jobs friends in tech companies friends who joined mm-hmm. family businesses where they got everything at least a foundation ready so my journey mm. in that sense has been very different yes that is what that is what even that is what it was going to be my next question how did you get into entrepreneurial journey you know so early in your life that actually i'll tell like honestly i would say is again my family because i've seen people you know uh, follow their dreams uh, and go after what they wanted mm. even if it had a price to pay initially of and course it, on- it definitely has a price to pay most and of us i started so young that the risk was maybe lower so i was yes. like you know what like let me try i can do this now mm. i would choose to not do it if i had a lot of responsibility so yes. uh, that's when i you know felt like okay i should give it a try cuz you know i've been like even when i was doing a styling company that was technically entrepreneurial as well right because mm-hmm. again the external factors for the work that will come through mm. you have to constantly pitch and get these whatever uh, projects through so that is something i feel like it was a streak that was also within me that i saw a lot happening in my family and i was like you know everybody is doing it let's just like let's, let's just 
Because no, my family they... does not come from fashion at all. So okay. we are family of very, very varied interests. Mm. No two people do the same thing actually. Oh, so, that is no. That actually helps because if your family yeah. is concentrated on only one thing, then you don't see any way out of that. You will also get into exactly. the same thing. So, so if you have diverse people, sectors. yeah, 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 which is <laughs> which is kind of my story. <laughs> Oh yeah I went yeah I did my engineering so, you know I did everything what society wanted me to do and then I quit everything <laughs> I did my engineering I went into corporate <laughs> I went into corporate I worked for uh, almost 10 years in corporate as a software engineer but oh, then wow. uh, nothing was satisfying it was definitely not at all satisfying uh, at least from my part because I felt there was something missing at all, all times so i took a break for my son when my son was born and then i never wanted to go back to that so then mm-hmm. afterwards i started slowly figuring out what i want to do how i want to you know basically shape, how can i what can i do differently that can shape someone else's life was my question that's a that's At a that very crucial question and a very bold move also because you know when you have see nobody addresses that part of entrepreneurship that you know especially for people who go from job to entrepreneurship you're used to such a stable let's face it money is important right of you're course, used to money such is a important. stable package you're throwing mm-hmm. that in the hope that you know whatever you're doing will translate, translate and you need to like actually have like hold your ground and have a lot of patience so that also takes a lot of guts true. so uh, and uh, if anybody who is listening to this thinks entrepreneurial journey would be easy no it's not you have to put in at least 400 to 500% of uh, effort that you were putting in your previous job but it is at the same time rewarding you know, this is the same same level of reward as well you will feel satisfied you will feel fulfilled much more than what you used to yeah yeah absolutely. biggest biggest uh, advantage of uh, you know doing something one second now i'm just getting a call just can i take it one second yeah 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 so that's what uh, entrepreneurial journey at least for me has been uh, very rewarding till now although you know as you said money is definitely this thing that's what you you started so early that yeah i agree, agree that that part of uh, you know taking care of somebody else and all those things wouldn't have been there yes i also think sometimes that if i had started early it would have been so different yeah so at I, that it like grass is greener okay yeah so i think just water the grass you have if it makes you happy otherwise pick a new garden it's fine true definitely see all of us are on our own journeys you know it is not about comparison it is not about uh, this thing but then uh, self doubt comes in between somewhere here and there to all of us it affects uh, in many different ways so yeah. only thing is you need to learn how to techniques to you know how to basically uh, deal with that and don't let it uh, come in between what you're doing correct yeah. uh, okay i think we are almost uh, i think your video yeah is my video just, gone yeah your video just went one second na huh? mm. Yeah. Uh, 
So uh, one last thing I want to ask you is anybody who's going through their own uh, self-doubt journey and what they want to do, they are not able to do right now. What would you, your advice be to them? Um, advice would be to connect more with yourself because on because uh, the answer to everything that you're looking for is already here. Sometimes we happen to trust like tools. Again, we have so much access to information and we start feeling like, oh, the answer may be in this, it may be in that, it may be in trying to do something or always getting better. Getting better is a great thing. Everyone should try. Mm -hmm. But you also need to know that the answer to what you're seeking is within you. So I think try to go deeper. Like you can use meditation, you can use some kind of spiritual tool, anything that appeals to you. But trying to understand yourself better will get you closer. That is something that has always helped. So uh, that is what I would say. And again, be patient with yourself. Rome was not built in a day. In a day. All, we're all, uh, you know, I think on a journey where we uh, are trying to hold each other's hand, especially like for women. Um, you know, I've seen that shift happen quite rapidly and in a good, good way. Like today, like mm. I feel like when I approach investors for fundraise, I would mm. all pick a woman to go for uh, a pitch instead of man. And it's not a gender thing. It's it's because the the product I'm building You're is so more relatable to a woman. Women understand so, you know, what the for a man it, it could possibly like unless a person has the understanding of the field, mm. they may just want to know numbers. True. For a woman, you are coming from a space of flow or intuition. So mm. I would just say be patient with yourself. Like you know, True. it's okay to not have answers to everything True. all the time. I know it's frustrating <laughs> on but uh, I mean eventually you'll get there. True, definitely true. Thank you so much for uh, taking your time out uh, out of your busy day and uh, talking to us and talking to me. And I loved hearing about your journey. Thank you so much, Thank Akansha. Thank you so much, Rene. It was a pleasure being here. Thank you. Thank you so much. And for anybody who wants to uh, go and shop uh, from Curve Story, uh, it's on Instagram. I will be posting the links below. And if you want to see what I'm wearing, go on my Instagram today and uh, let me know how it looks and let Akanksha know how the look looks okay thank you so much for joining 